When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. I'm not sure who's had more jobs, Seton or Pauly, or who's had more interesting jobs, Seton or Pauly. But, like, Seton worked at the airport. Yeah. He was a postman. Yep. Okay, those aren't exciting. Delivered flowers. Yeah. I was a security guard. I worked at a pharmacy. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, but Paulie was a bouncer. Yeah. DJ at a country western nightclub. And you sold beer at Scottsdale Stadium. Gosh, is that not the dream? I know. Miller Lite. I could use one right now. Times change, but you can always enjoy the great taste of Miller Lite. Tastes like Miller time. Miller Lite. Get it delivered to your door. Visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Panini America is breaking new ground with exclusive NIL deals featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. They had Washington's Michael Penix Jr. How about J.J. McCarthy, the quarterback at Michigan, rising star Arch Manning at Texas. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. New features coming out all the time. Brand new license with WWE that's now there at the Panini site. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Make sure you check out everything for the most popular trading cards with brands like Prism, Donruss, and more at paniniamerica.net or the Panini Direct app. Plus, discover Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest moments of the week. Visit PaniniAmerica.net today. The official trading cards and NFTs of The Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. I am Ahmed Farid. First time here. First time in the man cave. So we have pretty good studios at NBC Sports. I mean, the Premier League studio, which I've been in, I've been locked in that like the last five days. Huge TVs in there. Huge TVs in the background. Uh, everywhere. And it's like, I've never seen a studio like that before. So I walked into that. I was intimidated. I walk in here. We have basketball courts. We got helmets everywhere. And then I just saw this. My favorite player of all time. I'm from Michigan. Barry Sanders signed jersey on the wall. Are you going to try to take it? Can I have it? Is it like a parting gift? Like You don't need it. I don't know. Dan doesn't give stuff up very much. You can't see it. You really can't. It's like off camera. So uh, honestly, you probably wouldn't even miss it. You know, he, Dan's got a long history of Barry Sanders going back to the draft. He interviewed them and, uh, and he, he talked to him like the day he retired and they've got a long history. Uh, he was, you know, as a Lions fan growing up, you had very few things to be happy about. There really were. I mean, you might have like Eric Kramer was our best quarterback and like no one knows who Eric Kramer is, but he was like my best quarterback growing up. And Barry Sanders was that guy. It's like, we're not making the playoffs. We're probably not even going to get close. But we have Barry Sanders, who has the most exciting one-yard runs of anyone in NFL history. 
But the problem was it was like that was most of his run, right? No, it's like in some games, that was it. They were super cool. I loved Barry. I loved him. Studio is... So I was going to say, like, the Premier League studio is intimidating because it's got the TVs. This is intimidating. This is this is big. But I, I mean, how long did it take to get all this stuff? Wow, that's a big question. Uh, yeah. I believe a lifetime, I think. <laughs> <laughs> about half the stuff in here is just from Dan's attic that we took when we moved. And we, yeah. we opened this studio about two years ago on TV. And uh, if you look around, there, there'll be like a pair of socks and they're Arnold Palmer socks. <laughs> you know, or there's like a helmet from, you know, Robert Griffin. Uh, it's kid. So we have three hours, right? We can spend the whole three hours. Just, I'm just like looking around, looking at the book covers. Um, we do have three guests though today and three really good guests. And a couple of them I know really well. Uh, Matt Mayoko. I used to work with him out in the Bay area. I was out in San Francisco for about uh, five or six years. Uh, he's covered the 49ers for ever. We're a week away from the draft. And the 49ers really do have one of the most interesting picks in the draft. Because I think a lot of people think Trevor Lawrence going number one, obviously. You got Zach Wilson going number two. Number three, who's going number three? I do a podcast at NBC Sports with Chris Sims, who, by the way, when you guys ask me, you go, who do you want on the show? I was like, all right, let's get someone to talk Premier League. Let's get Chris Sims on the show if we can. And then I'm watching Tuesday. There's Chris Sims on the show. Rebecca Lowe's on the show two days before I get here. I was like, you stole my ideas. You took them. Took them from me. You just blocked you at every, every turn. <laughs> everyone that you had planned to talk to was previous guest. No, it's good. We got, we got uh, Robbie Earl talking uh, talking to Premier League. So we did get one of my friends there. But yeah, Matt Mayoko will break down kind of what the 49ers are going to do with the number three pick. And it really does. And there's been so much debate on, on what they should do, what they could do. Who is the better quarterback? Because clearly you have the flashy, can do it all, run, throw, new age quarterback out of the Kyler Murray, Josh Allen mold in Justin Fields, or maybe Trey Lance, if you like him a little bit better. And I get that. But I, like I said, do a podcast with Chris Sims, who loves Mac Jones, loves him. And a lot of people in the NFL love him too, Paulie. You worked out there for a while. You know the Niners. and. Jimmy Garoppolo is 29 years old, yeah. 27 touchdowns, was in the Super Bowl, and was a, a maybe two first downs away from having a Super Bowl ring. Is it premature to get rid of him? It's obviously, they're going in a different direction. That's a great question, right? What changed? Nobody's talking about that. That is, is it premature? What changed? Because they spent a second-round pick on him, and he was their new quarterback. Because all the talk before that was Kirk Cousins going to come here at some point. Kirk Cousins it was like, well, that's not going to happen. Let's get our guy then. And that guy was Jimmy Garoppolo. And I will be so interested to ask Matt what happened there. What what changed over this past year, McLovin? He only doesn't Jimmy G only play six games a year at a certain That's point when you're looking part at of it. ten year window. Maybe they don't think he's durable. And part of it too, I wonder. You're right. You need a guy who's durable and can be there. And they have seen how the whole season, every NFL team sees how every season it can all fall apart if you lose your quarterback. I wonder if Jimmy G can still stay. There are some people that say, no, you, you cannot keep him. He's got to go. He makes a lot of money. But I think that's a good way to convince him, hey, Jimmy G, you make a lot of money. You can make a lot of money over there just as well. We might need you. I don't know. I'm going to pick uh, Matt's brain about that. But I, I'm fascinated with Mac Jones. And, and one, of the, one of my pet peeves is right around this time of year, 
we get drunk on some draft value. Do you know what I mean, Paulie? It's like, it's like if Mac Jones goes number three, that's crazy. He doesn't have a strong enough arm. That's a bust-type pick. But if Mac Jones goes mid-first round, end of the first round, great pick. He's accurate quarterback. He can make all the plays. That's a good spot to have Mac Jones. It's like we're talking about two different humans here. If the, Dan always says this. If the Bears had taken Mitch Trubisky in the first pick of the second round, then he would have been a really nice quarterback and a nice value and not expensive. <laughs> Remember Andy Dalton? I think he, yeah. he, McLovin, he was a second rounder, right? High second rounder. He was a really high-end production guy for a second round. Yeah, Dan's big one was Reggie Bush. If Reggie Bush had been a second rounder, he'd be have a nice little career. Yeah. But he was, I think, the second overall pick. It's a different story altogether. And I get it with Mac Jones. He's not flashy. He doesn't look great in or out of a uniform. You know, it's like, <laughs> I get it. So, um, but he he's highly successful in that one year at Alabama. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, we do have the, the death of the Super League. We're going to make sure it's still dead, right? The Super League, it was born. I was there. I was sitting on set with Robbie Earl and Robbie Musto and doing the Premier League show on Sunday. And our producer in my ear, Adam, goes, goes, hey, I think we got to talk about this Super League thing. It's kind so of seeming it, like it a big broke deal. when you guys were on the air. It broke 100% when we were on the air. And it was during halftime of our game. And I, we go, okay, we'll mention it because the New York Times had just come out with a big story on it that this is happening. And Robbie Earl was a little skeptical because he's like, we've heard this before. It's like, we've heard Super League. We've been hearing this for 10, 20 years. All these big clubs are going to get together in Europe. But there was something really different about this. And we did see it because all the clubs made the formal announcement that had never been done before, that we are joining this big European football league. And so Robbie and, and Robbie, the two Robbies, were despondent almost. Because we're talking, you know, top four. This win could get this team into the top four. West Ham's in there. Chelsea's trying to get in. And, that, and then they get done saying that and they go, does that even matter anymore? Because top four normally gets you into the Champions League. But is the Champions League even going to be around? So anymore? they understood in the moment what that would mean to the Premier League and yes. the second tier teams and the other leagues. And I mean, is that what happened there that they went too big too soon? And the reaction was overwhelming. They didn't. They should have consulted the two Robbies <laughs> or any other football fan. You know, and, and part of me is like, I get it, right? You want to have the biggest clubs playing each other all the time. If in the Premier League, we didn't have Manchester City, Manchester United playing twice a year or Arsenal, Tottenham playing twice a year, we'd say, what are we doing? We should, that, those teams should be playing all the time. And so I get it from the owner's standpoints of like Real Madrid and Manchester City. What we've played maybe three times in the past twenty years. I don't know. You'd have to look at it. If you if you happen to meet in the Champions League, that's basically the only time you're going to play some of those big European clubs from other countries. So I get it, but it was just the structure there is so different, and it's it's what they hold on to. These smaller clubs can rise up, and that idea, even if they never do, they could. I'd be curious to know from Robbie Earl where this is going to be in five years or 10 years, right? Because like you said, the concept has been rumored for 10 or 20 years and it's clearly not going away mm -hmm. as because last I saw Real Madrid and Barcelona were still in, <laughs> just odd. Um, but so what happens in five years, say like the economic fallout of all this, right? Or even of COVID, right? That every sports franchise is dealing with. What happens in five or 10 years from now where the Super League or the European League is still very much on the table? Because the big clubs are still going to want an ownership of some of those biggest tournaments out there. They're still going to want to guarantee 
profit and guarantee their valuation. And I do think some of this may be all the sports leagues, honestly, every business around the world this past year has seen where they are vulnerable. They see where their business is vulnerable. If it all goes away and we have another pandemic, boom, this is where we're vulnerable. This is where we could have some trouble. And so I don't doubt that the football world saw that and said, wow, we have invested millions and billions of dollars into some of these clubs. And we just saw in a year how it could all go away. Let's try to think of a different way to make this structure. And yes, um, so we'll see if that that can happen. Um, NFL, some rule changes proposed, actually voted on, and are going to happen. Nothing major in the NFL, um, but we do have some interesting new rules. we got Ben Volan on from the Boston Globe, senior writer. We'll talk about some Patriot stuff. Um, they didn't get my, my favorite rule of the no onside kick anymore, but oh, you get Oh, you want to eliminate? I want to, I would, I'd be open to it. As you'll find out in these three hours, I'm open to some crazy changes. They might turn out to be terrible, and then I'll say they weren't my idea. But I've always open to some crazy changes. What about the uh, overtime spot and choose that got shot down yesterday where the teams, we talked about this like a month ago, where the team who wins a coin flip gets to decide who gets the ball and where. Do you, do that whole It's very complicated. Yeah, I Or you can get... say like the other team gets the ball at the 20. I, I didn't get the benefit of it. So one team would pick the spot on the field where the ball would be. Right. And the other team would say, all right, we want to be offense or defense. Right. So <laughs> wouldn't that just, you'd end up putting it on the 25 every time or 35, your own, right? It's like name that tune, name that yard line. Yes. Like we're going to go the 35, we'll go the 38. And, but it would be like Wheel of Fortune. You know how Wheel of Fortune turned into R-S-T-N-L-N-E. Wait, oh, not yeah. two N's, but you know what I mean. Yeah. And so everyone just kept doing that. So then we'll go, all right, we'll just give you those letters and now give us three extra letters. So Wait, I think, is that that's what's on Wheel of Fortune now? I haven't seen the show in years. They give you R S N L T. Yes, I, no, I haven't watched it in a few years. But last time I watched it, you're right. R S N L T and E, and then you you get at least another two consonants in a vowel or three consonants in a vowel. It's like almost half the alphabet is uh, already picked. Exactly. So everyone would go up there. This is the final right at the end. R S T L N E, and then. Pat Sajak and Vanna got sick of it, and they go, all right, we'll give you those. And, and it's we we got to be at least 15 years into them doing that. <laughs> Seriously? I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. Now, I haven't watched that show in at least a decade, and they did it then. So, yeah. Why, why, why would they give you letters? I know it's obvious. It's a new thing they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Does the Price is Right give you the first two numbers of the uh, how much the refrigerator costs? You what think, else is happening out you there? You think Bob Barker's still the host? Bob's not. <laughs> He's gone. Wait a minute, what? Uh, yeah. So, but wouldn't it be like that? Like every NFL team would figure out the yard line that's optimal, and that that would be it every time. And then I guess it's just the other team if they trusted their offense or their defense more. But you said you were into crazy rule changes. I know, and but, that's a crazy rule change. But I don't. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't get the benefit of that one. The onside kick one is interesting to me because. I, that proposal, right, is that you would have, instead of an onside kick, you have a 4th and 15 from like your own, what was it, 25 or something like that. So your own 25, 4th and 15. If you get it, you just keep going. Drive as usual. If you don't get it, the other team gets the ball right there. Oh. 
So if it was an incomplete pass right at the line of scrimmage, or if you get 10 yards, they get it there on the field. And I thought that was going to pass because onside kicks have become, no one recovers onside kicks anymore. Well, they got a couple of years ago, they got rid of the run up. So they, I think it was down to, it was 4% a couple of years ago. I think it was down to 2% of onside kicks are recovered. And I think it was something even less of teams winning after they recovered the onside kick. So even in the rare cases where a team would get the onside kick, they didn't win the game. They might go to overtime. Um, so I was intrigued by this because, okay, this gives teams an alternative. But I think what happened with that rule and why teams are reluctant to accept it is it does seem to favor the teams that have a quarterback, that have an offense. If you're the Bears and you have Mitchell Trubisky, you're probably saying, no, I don't know that I want to do the, <laughs> the, fourth and, the fourth and 15. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's nothing like a great night's sleep. Every great day starts the night before. Quality sleep can help boost your reaction time and recovery time and performance. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your one-of-a-kind, ever-evolving sleep needs. So, how do you take it to the next level? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you choose the ideal comfort, the firmness on each side. Two beds in one, that's your sleep number. Mine is 75. The beds automatically respond and adjust to your movements, so you stay sleeping comfortably all night long. Amazing after a tough workout. Sleep Number Smart Beds learn how you sleep. They provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. It's like having a coach for a great night's sleep. And right now, during Sleep Number's President's Day sale, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed Plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. See store for details. Got some quick math for you. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, and delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, the more money you keep, right? That's obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, borrowing, everything else costs more. So let's reduce that. 
the headaches, the cost. Smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system that brings accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and brings it onto one platform. One source of truth. So you're only paying for that. It reduces IT costs because NetSuite lives in the clouds. No hardware required. Accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash Patrick right now and save NetSuite.com slash Patrick. The all-electric EQS sedan from Mercedes-Benz is luxury and innovation on a truly magnificent scale. It's not just the flagship of the Mercedes-Benz electric lineup. It sets a whole new standard for all luxury electric vehicles. You're going to marvel at this epic 56-inch touch-sensitive hyperscreen featuring self-upgrading next-generation AI and a beautiful, intuitive interface for both driver and front-seat passenger. You'll experience next-level comfort in an exquisite spacious near silent cabin that makes this flagship feel more like you're piloting a spaceship and you'll appreciate the graceful aerodynamic design that almost completely eliminates drag for an outstanding operating range of up to 350 miles on a single charge the eqs is an object lesson in just how far electric mobility has come the vehicle is all electric the feeling is all mercedes take a test drive learn more mbusa.com slash eqs Let's welcome in Ben Volan from the Boston Globe, senior NFL writer. Hello, Ben. Uh, thanks for taking time to talk to us here today. I read your story about uh, the rule changes. So let, just right off the bat here, what do you think the, the rule changes that should get us most excited for this coming season? Doesn't seem like anything major, but what, what would you say? No, they, they really didn't try to do anything major, especially in a COVID year. They didn't want to you know, rock the boat too much. But I, the most interesting thing is adding these responsibilities to the instant replay judge. And they're, they're towing a line very, very carefully here. Uh, you can tell it, it's like a half measure to appease the coaches who want less pressure on them to have to challenge. And the coaches just want the calls to be made right. And there's a lot of people in management and the competition committee, the ownership level, who aren't very comfortable with the idea of the instant replay official having sway, you know, on officiating and throwing a flag from the booth and let's slow everything down to the nanosecond and frame by frame to see if there should have been an offensive holding call. So this is kind of like a half measure that I think some people inside the NFL are viewing a little skeptically because it is taking them to another threshold that they don't usually like. They, they did that for a year when they uh, allowed instant replay to be reviewed and they hated it and they got rid of it. So um, this is kind of a measure to make the coaches happy. John Harbaugh from the Ravens and the, the coaches subcommittee uh, were the ones who really pushed this rule. And so they're, they're making them happy, but they're also kind of towing the line. And I think there are a lot of people skeptical of allowing the replay official to have too much influence. Is it almost to prevent the disasters, like the big egregious missed call, um, just the, the big play. They don't want, because I almost feel like I've seen uh, officials over the past couple of years. And I don't know how much communication is between New York and on the field, but you know, dressed as officials, they come out with the, 
the earpiece in. It seems like there is some communication already going on, but is this going a little bit further, Ben? No question. It's going a lot further. And I think uh, the, the thing that Rich McKay, who, who's the chairman of the competition committee, he's the Falcons president. What he said yesterday is they're only al- going to allow the replay judge to view objective things. What did a guy step on a line? Was the ball over the goal line? Things that you would think would be objective, although anyone who's watched football know there's a lot of gray area uh, in a lot of that stuff. Interestingly, this proposal would not fix the Saints uh, defensive pass interference call from the NFC Championship a few years ago, because that's a that's a judgment call. That's a penalty. This is only for very objective things. Did the guy step on the sideline? Did he complete the catch? Did the ball hit the ground? So I, they're, they're trying to finesse it, and we'll see how it works this year. But um, I think certainly this is something to appease the coaches. Clearly, they don't want to have to challenge anymore. They want the decision taken away from them. Uh, so I think the NFL, you know, in a best case scenario, this helps get the calls right, but it doesn't take away from the powers of the officials on the field. But we'll see how it works, you know, in reality. Of the other rules, Ben, what was most interesting to you? I mean, it, they're all kind of boilerplate stuff. I mean, the, the the jersey thing is very interesting. They have opened up the single-digit uniforms to linebackers and and wide receivers, and everyone's going to be fighting for number one and number two, and you know, they're old college uniforms, but. What I found so fascinating about this, I, I didn't know this rule existed until this rule got approved yesterday, but if you're a player and you change your jersey number for next year, you have to buy all your excess jerseys that are hanging around the warehouses for the <laughs> NFL shop. You have to buy out the jerseys. But if you say, I'm going to change my uniform in two years from now, that gives the NFL enough time to still sell your jersey for next year. So there's a, a big financial component uh, to this, and guys have to decide, is it worth changing their jersey if they have to spring for 4,000 you know, jerseys of their old number? So not only do you have to decide if you want to change your number, Ben, you have to call around to warehouses – Throughout the world, how many do you have? How many do you have of my jersey? How much are you selling them for? That's a lot of work for these players. They and then, this- like, okay, you just bought three thousand of your own jerseys, and you're gonna and you change the numbers. So, what are you gonna <laughs> do with them? It's it's a fascinating dilemma. Um, is there a rule, Ben, that was not approved uh, that you expected to get uh, approved, or maybe it's been tabled for uh, for years to come? The, the only thing that surprised me, frankly, was that they did approve this rule that gave the expanded um, uh, responsibilities to the replay judge. I, I actually didn't think the NFL was going to move that far. Uh, they had a bunch of fun proposals, and basically all the fun ones got voted down. And, and I, I think I did see that coming just because the NFL, like a lot of these owners, they, they don't do change lightly. And, you know, instituting fourth and 15 as an alternative for the onside kick sounds great. I love it. It'd be a lot of fun. You know, it might make the NFL look a little arena footballish. So I think the, the the owners are always kind of wary of that. The sky judge, as I said before, the NFL does not really want to take that step if they don't have to. And instead, they they created a half measure. You know, the Bills had an interesting proposal about the timeline for when you can hire coaches. They they think it's a distraction for their coaches who are in a playoff run to be interviewing for jobs. And maybe they're at a, you're at a disadvantage if you make it all the way to the Super Bowl and the hiring team just wants to move on. But the NFL tabled all that stuff. So we've seen it the last two years. There, there have been fewer proposals and the NFL has um, accepted fewer proposals. Just with COVID, they're not trying to rock the boat. They're trying to keep things as normal as possible. Hey, Ben, if you would asked me a couple of years ago, I would have said the onside kick is gone. It's going to be gone within five years. Too dangerous. Player safety. Now it almost seems like they're trying to make it work, and I I wouldn't bet against it. 
sticking around for years to come. Am I wrong in that, Ben? No, and and you know that's another area where they approved of a half measure. You know, fourth and fifteen would have would have taken a, a blowtorch to the onside kick. Uh, instead, they're like, let's see if we can bring the play back. You know, they changed the, the kickoff rules so much because of health and safety that it rendered the onside kick completely, um, you know, impossible to recover. I think the numbers I saw were that four of 67 onside kicks last year were recovered. That's like 5%. You need more than that. You need the play to be competitive again. So they instituted this half measure where they're limiting the number of players the defense can have in the box. You can now only have nine players in the box. The offense can only have five on either side, so you know maybe that maybe that measure will will help improve the odds of the onside kick. It's just a one year thing. Uh, the fourth and fifteen will always be around, and if they just can't get the onside kick, you know, back to a competitive play, then I think, you know, then they'll seriously look at fourth and fifteen. But they don't want to just take that major step. They want to see if they can fix the play first. Ben, I'm going to give you a chance to be wrong. What do you think Bill Belichick and the Patriots do? On draft night. Well, that's an area of specialty, uh, especially uh, being wrong about the Patriots <laughs> in the draft is my specialty. Look, I, I think the, the play is for the quarterback is definitely there. I don't think there are as many teams in front of them that want, you know, the final two quarterbacks, whoever they may end up being, whether it's Lance and Fields, maybe Mac Jones. But uh, I think a lot of teams would like to trade out of their picks. And I think the Patriots really have to be more worried about the teams behind them trading up in front of them for a quarterback like a Washington or a Pittsburgh or New Orleans than, you know, Atlanta, Philly, Carolina. I, don't, I just don't see these teams being in it right now. So, of course, you know, the play is there for the Patriots to go get Trey Lance. And I think that'd be terrific. Sit him beside Kim uh, Newton for a year, maybe even find a role for Trey Lance, you know, while maybe do the two quarterback thing like the Saints did with, with Taysom Hill and Drew Brees. I, you know, so I would like the Patriots to make a bold move um, to get one of these quarterbacks. And I think the opportunity is there. That said, this is the Patriots. They'll probably take a guard from Rutgers, you know, with the pick. <laughs> Um, and I do like the idea, too, of maybe they take a real player at 15, but you, they can always trade up into the back end of the first round. Go get number 31 and go get Kellen Mond or Kyle Trask or whoever they like there. So to me, it's a major disappointment if the Patriots don't come out of the first two days of the draft, the first three rounds, if they don't have a quarterback, because clearly they just don't have the answer on their roster. And they can't keep doing this where they're just – kind of hoping and praying that a quarterback falls in their lap. They need to be bold and go do something about it. If you could pull the fans right now, who do you think they would pick to be their quarterback next year and maybe into the future? Cam Newton, uh, rookie quarterback, or trade back for Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah, Jimmy G is the guy that I think fans realistically want as the answer. I just don't think it's going to happen this year. I just get the sense... The Niners feel they have a championship caliber roster and they're not ready to turn that team over to some rookie, especially coming off a COVID year and a, you know, a strange pre-draft process. So I think they're serious about keeping Garoppolo. I think he'll be, he, he'll, I do think he'll be in play next off season, but I just don't see it right now. The Patriots fans are not into Cam Newton. There's been a lot mm -hmm. of unrest from the fans. Like this is the best that you guys could do again after the season that Cam just had. Um, so we'll, we'll see, but clearly rookie, you know, the, the fans are ready for the team to invest in a rookie. I don't get the sense that they necessarily want fields over Lance or anything of that nature. I keep hearing that Lance would be a tremendous fit for the Patriots offense. Again, he's a guy who needs to sit. So that's, you know, no pressure situation with the Patriots cam can play for this year and then, and Trey Lance could sit, but the fans overwhelmingly want this team to go big, go bold. 
uh, and invest in a quarterback. Well, Ben, I'm rooting for you. I don't want you to be wrong. I want you to be right. You're right about a whole lot. Ben Volan, senior NFL writer for the Boston Globe. A lot of great insights on the rule changes in the NFL and what the Patriots may or may not do. Thanks, Ben. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. We were just talking about spring training, playing baseball, going to baseball games, playing softball, and I just brought back that taste when you're there at a spring training game and you get to have a Miller Lite. It's a warm afternoon, Scottsdale, Arizona. Beer here! Paulie used to be a beer vendor. I was a beer vendor at Scottsdale Stadium, and I slung Miller Lite, so I was just throwing them out there. Okay. Not literally. Okay, but just that cold, refreshing taste. The crack? Yes, not the crack of the bat. Which is better, crack of the bat's crack of the beer? Oh, I'd crack of the beer, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Miller Lite. It tastes like beer. How about that? That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And you should, too. They've been doing this since 1975. The original light beer. Everybody else is just trying to imitate them. Less filling, only 96 calories. Times change, but you can always enjoy the great taste of Miller Lite. Tastes like Miller time. Miller Lite. Get it delivered to your door. Visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. You know what I did last summer? I went to Italy, and it was awesome. And you know what I did before that that was even more awesomer? I downloaded the Viator app, and I set up a bunch of great experiences for me and my family to enjoy. Like, we knew we were going to Rome, so I booked a day trip, a walking tour of ancient Rome. It was absolutely fantastic. We were heading up after that to Cinque Terre. I booked a boat cruise for the day, checked out all five villages. It was absolutely gorgeous. Speaking of gorgeous, uh, the captain of the boat that we were on was an absolute stud. He looked like his abs had been chiseled from the god Jupiter's own stomach. He was just an absolute piece of art. And you know what? If my wife had left me that day, uh, I would have been okay with it. Babe, you know what? You deserve happiness like that. Uh, So, fellas, just a heads up. uh, Check your captains. Uh, Anyway, I digress. Viator is a website and an app where you can book travel experiences uh, like the ones I just described. Uh, They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. There's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. 
When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation and payment options and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use the code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking on the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. If you like where Mercedes-Benz has been, you're going to like where they're going. With a full range of EVs now available at your local dealer, Mercedes-Benz is turning electric completely on its head. Experience the all-electric EQB, a versatile luxury SUV that can seat as many as seven. The brilliantly advanced and superbly equipped EQE SUV, positively alive with groundbreaking technology. The inspired EQE, the electric sedan, with energizing comfort features that recharge you. The boundlessly capable EQS SUV, a vehicle that takes luxury and innovation to places they've never been before. And of course, the magnificent EQS, the flagship of all EVs, delivering the Mercedes electric experience on a truly epic scale. The vehicles are all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at your local dealer or mbusa.com slash EQ. We welcome in Matt Mayoko, who I used to work with over at uh, NBC Sports Bay Area. Matt, great to see you again. I, I know this has been a, a crazy month for you, but uh, ever since that trade happened, what has it been like covering a draft pick that's not going to happen for like four or five weeks? It, well, it's been uh, great from the standpoint that we've uh, been able to provide a lot of content on three quarterbacks that the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch in particular, have flown around the country to watch. So uh, with the number three overall pick, we we assume that Trevor Lawrence is going to be off the board and Zach Wilson is going to be off the board. So the 49ers have racked up some, I would say, frequent flyer miles, but I think they're private jet miles going to Tuscaloosa, to Columbus, and to Fargo, and I know most times people go there, it's to, you know, relax and vacation, three great vacation spots. But the 49ers have been working to figure out which quarterback they will select with that number three overall pick. And and frankly, they really haven't supplied any uh, clues to, to which way they're leaning with that. All right. So no clues out there. You hear media reports, you hear a lot of Mac Jones initially, and then he shows up in in Columbus. And uh, Justin Fields now is the betting favorite. And then, oh no, Trey Lance is coming strong now. And now I think Mac Jones is back to being the betting favorite. So if you were to, to put your own hard-earned money, Matt Mayoko, on one of those quarterbacks, which one do you think it would be that the 49ers are going to call at number three? Well, I, I would say from the beginning, the, the guy that kind of, stood out to me as the person who best fits the description of a Kyle Shanahan quarterback is Mac Jones. And I know there's a very wide disparity and, and wide range of opinions about him and that, uh, you know, I'm sure he does not at all fit what some teams want to do. Um, I think other teams, he fits very well. And I think the 49ers are, are one of those teams from just the standpoint of playing traditional quarterback. And, you know, no, he's not going to run around and, and make plays and make plays off script and, and all that stuff. But I don't think Kyle Shanahan wants a guy who's going to necessarily make plays off script because 
Kyle Shanahan is very confident in his own ability to draw up plays against a certain defense, and he expects the ball to come out on time and to be on target and to get yards after the catch. And that's why I certainly lean toward Mac Jones as being that selection at number three. So I know you work with Jeff Garcia, NFL quarterback, 11 years, five years with the 49ers. I don't know. I'm curious. Have you talked with him at all about those three rookie quarterbacks and his thoughts on some of the, the pros and cons of, of each of them? Yeah, I haven't specifically here in the last few weeks, but I, I do believe that he's a, a, a Justin Fields guy. And, you know, the fan base out here certainly wants to see Justin Fields. Um you know, from my standpoint, I think I'd be probably more inclined to lean toward Trey Lance. Uh, I think Justin Fields, I mean, both, all three of these guys are really outstanding or were really outstanding collegiate quarterbacks. They're all off the charts smart as far as just football knowledge and just smarts in general. The, the one thing that, that kind of gives me pause about Justin Fields, though, is just the high number of sacks that he took while at Ohio State for, for whatever reason. You know, we, we know that Ohio State, just as Alabama and North Dakota State at the FCS level, all those teams, all those programs are a cut above the competition they're facing by and large on a weekly basis up until, of course, the playoffs. And for Justin Fields to take as many sacks as he takes, to me, is a little bit alarming because it's not like it's going to be easier uh, once you get to the NFL level. And, and so much of it is getting rid of the ball on time and not relying on your escape ability. And, and that's something that I think in the NFL you see is that, you know, quarterbacks who are able to keep plays alive longer and make more big plays off script are also the quarterbacks who get sacked more. I think that would, would bear out if you look at, at the quarterbacks in the NFL level. And so I just, I don't think that Kyle Shanahan, wants those negative plays. I mean, for him, a negative play is if it wasn't drawn up properly or it's the wrong play call against the, the wrong defense, get rid of the ball and live to, to play another down. It's not necessarily run around and, and maybe there's a chance that he can break off a 15 yard run, but also there's a chance that he's going to be dropped for a 12 yard sack. So I, I just don't think that balance is something that necessarily w would fit with Kyle Shanahan. That said, of course, yeah, they'll, they'll end up taking uh, Justin Fields. <laughs> and we'll play this tape back, Matt, over and oh, over Oh, please again. do. Yeah, please uh, do. Matt Mayoke has been covering the 49ers for years with NBC Sports Bay Area. So what happened with Jimmy G? How, how did this all turn? Because it wasn't long ago. They were trading a second-round pick for him. They were paying him a lot of money, which they are still paying him. He almost won a Super Bowl, came one or two passes away from doing that. What changed? Why, why have they soured on Jimmy G, you think? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll try to make this as brief as possible. But yeah, I mean, they acquired him in the middle of the 2017 season. He had about a week or I'm sorry, a month to learn the playbook. And he was basically learning it uh, game plan by game plan, wasn't learning the entire offense. He gets in at the end of the 2015, uh, 2017 season and just let it fly. And the 49ers won five games. He played exceptionally well. And then they award him that contract. But really what happened with Garoppolo 
is he never really took that next step. And I think there was a lot of frustration on the part of Kyle Shanahan of drawing the play up, explaining during the week uh, what your reads are, and this is going to pop open. All you have to do is trust it and let it fly. And I don't know that he made those kinds of uh, anticipation throws up to the liking of Kyle Shanahan. So there was some frustration there. And and even in the the Super Bowl, I'm not even going to talk about the Emmanuel Sanders overthrow, but there were a couple plays before that where if he had just trusted, uh, you know, his coaching and and thrown the ball on on schedule, the 49ers probably win that game. And then you factor in, so that frustration, along with the fact that two of the past three years, he hasn't remained healthy. And in 2018, the 49ers appeared to be ready to kind of break through and perhaps be a playoff team. And he gets injured a third game of the season uh, in ill-advised play on his part to try to cut it back inside when he should have just run out of bounds, tears his ACL. And then, of course, last year, a couple of different high ankle sprains. So I think that the combination of a little bit of frustration of how he was running the offense, as well as the, the major frustration of not having him available for by and large, two of the past three seasons, and the 49ers have decided we can't continue to risk this. We need our best quarterback on the field, so let's go get a new best quarterback. All right, so then last one, Matt. After that, after they take a quarterback, which everyone thinks they're going to do, what happens with Jimmy Garoppolo? Because there's this this thought, and you mentioned it there, that if Jimmy G stays on the roster, wins the job, has a really good year, they go to the you know playoffs, and then, then what do you do? And And I say to them, you're talking to a Detroit Lions fan and you're painting playoffs with a quarterback as a bad case scenario. I would love that as with two quarterbacks. Um, So so what do you think they do? Can they trade Jimmy G? We talked to uh, Ben Volan from uh, from Boston, said Patriots fans would love to have him back. Do you think they ultimately keep him as a as an insurance policy or trade him? That that is one that's very difficult to answer. I would think that if they get somebody like Mac Jones or even Justin Fields, I think guys who have played a lot of football here recently, I think that they could definitely look to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, and so with no guaranteed money also, um, you know, they can trade him, they can cut him. I don't think they would cut him, but they can get rid of that contract and save that $25 million for future, you know, guys who are coming up on deals such as Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, Mike McGlinchey, and some others. Um, in with if they were to get a Trey Lance, I would think just because he hasn't played much football here in the last year and a half, they would hold on to Garoppolo. Now, before the news broke on March 26th that they were trade making this trade up to three, Kyle Shanahan reached out to Jimmy Garoppolo. And basically what's been told him is do what Alex Smith did with the Kansas City Chiefs in 2017. And that was, you know, you're, the heir apparent is behind you in, in the case of Patrick Mahomes. If you go out, play well, the team benefits because, as you mentioned, could be playoffs, could be, you know, a march to the Super Bowl, who knows. But ultimately, if Garoppolo stays on the field and produces while also grooming the rookie behind him, now all of a sudden uh, he can parlay that into a great situation in 2022 uh, with another team. And in the case of Alex Smith, when he moved on to Washington, he got a really nice contract. So, you know, what's been pitched to, to Garoppolo is, yeah, you're disappointed, you're pissed off, all that stuff, but go out and play good football and everybody 
benefits first and foremost yourself. It's going to be fascinating what they do when they're on the clock a week from today. Matt Mayoko will be all over it. You can follow him on Twitter. He's got a podcast. He's on TV. He is everywhere. Matt Mayoko, my good friend from NBC Sports Bay Area. Be good, my friend. Thanks. All right, Ahmed. Thank you so much. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Embrace a new year with a new style of whiskey, Keeper's Heart Irish American Whiskey. Crafted by a legendary Irish distiller, a unique blend of smooth Irish whiskey, bold American whiskey that has garnered over 130 awards in just two short years. Whether crafting St. Patty's Day cocktails or finding the perfect gift for the occasions like Mother's Day, Keeper's Heart, perfect choice. Personalize a label for free on their website. Use the code DAN24 for $10 off your order at KeepersHeartWhiskey.com. The utterly inspired all-electric EQE sedan from Mercedes-Benz. With hundreds of customizable comfort settings inside the cabin, it's the EV that recharges you. The vehicle is all-electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at MBUSA.com EQE.